This is Sandy the Lilith from uh, Defacing God, and you are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Maximum terror. Ah! That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. Did you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Hi, this is Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor with the Phantasm Podcast. And we have a very exciting guest today. We have Sandy from Defacing God. And their new album, The Resurrection of Lilith, is coming on September 2nd. And that's from Napalm Records. And Sandy, thank you so much for doing this interview today. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me here. Really appreciate you. And what I was going to do with you is just kind of jump into this record. um, And we'll just kind of go track by track with it. But real quick before we begin... I wanted to ask you, um, how did you become part of this band, just briefly? Uh, I was the one who founded the band. Really? Yes. Excellent. Well, tell us all about that. Yeah. um, I founded the Phasing God back in 2015 uh, in company with my drummer, Michael Olson. And uh, yeah, we, uh, but before we actually went live, uh, we had a few obstacles uh, when it came to, to band members, you know, but we had the complete lineup, uh, I think it was in 2017. And uh, yeah, we, when we had the right constellation in the band, we, uh, we started to work uh, on, on the album, yeah. And uh, this is the album that will be released here in September. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. And it's a very interesting record. I'm very new to the band, uh, as some of our listeners may be. Uh, It's really great, though, so let's just jump right into it here. What can you tell us about the opening track, Black Moon? Um, Black Moon is, as you can see, just actually the the opening of the whole album. So it works as uh, as a kind of, uh, of chant. Uh, So basically, that's just what the first uh, track is about. Uh, the opening of, of this whole resurrection ritual. Excellent, excellent. And then uh, let's see, uh, Invocation Part 1, Lilith. What can you tell us about that track too? Um, Lilith, Invocation Part 1. Actually, that is one out of three songs that is uh, supposed to be... I mean, it's three separated songs, but actually it's one big part. So that's why they are called Invocation Part 1, Part 2, and Part 3. And uh, Lilith, uh, or the Invocation Part 1, is about Lilith, uh, so to speak, because most of this album evolves around Lilith and her resurrection. So this uh, Invocation Part 1 is basically just an an invocation of Lilith, (laughs) as simply as that. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh... And then track three, The Resurrection. Yeah. Uh, the Resurrection uh, is the, the title track of the album. And here is where the, the whole story, the whole resurrection begins. And that song 
is actually more or less also about Lilith. And here I, I tell a little bit more story-wise about what happened to her. And now she's coming back for her revenge. So, um, yeah, that, that is more or less a follow-up to, to this Invocation Part 1. Fantastic. And um, you guys, is that the one you all have the video for? Sorry, come again? Is that the one you all have the music video for? Is it for the resurrection? Or am I wrong about that? Um, we, uh, we released the two singles so far, but the third one uh, coming out, or the one that will be released right before the album drops, is uh, the resurrection, yeah, and we will have a lyric video for that, because I thought that makes it makes sense to actually make a lyric video, because this is where the whole story begins, so I thought it made sense to actually show off the lyrics. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and let's see, track four, uh, Invocation Part 2, Jezebel. Yes. Um, as the title says, that is an invocation of the demon uh, Jezebel, because these uh, three demons, uh, female figures of demons, are like, as said, Lilith, and then there is Jezebel, and then there's uh, Abuso. Um, and I used these uh, three female demons as as a form of trinity, you know, because it's a message about that the more we stand together, the stronger we are, you know. So in this whole resurrection, I will also invoke my 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 blood sisters, you know. So that is what happens in Invocation Part 2. I invocate uh, my, my sister, Jezebel. Fantastic. And then following right up with that, the next track is uh, Invocation Part 3. And uh, what can you tell us about that one? Yeah, that's uh, basically the same. Again, the, in, in that song, I, I tell a little bit about who this demon is, and it is an invocation about her, because she is my she's my third sister, and I need her for this whole resurrection setup, you know, the whole ritual, because we need uh, to stand strong, you know. It's it's, it's like a sisterhood, so um, that's where these uh, demon uh, demons come in, so uh, so to say. So, so these three parts, it's actually one song, but they are divided in three. It's very, very cool. Uh, and then the next track, uh, Rise of the Trinity. Yeah. That is where the whole thing comes together. Uh, Rise of the Trinity is, um, is a follow-up on uh, Invocation Part 1, 2, and 3. This is where the three sisters of blood and flesh, that they reunite and they are coming back to take their revenge, you know, to speak up for all the women who didn't have a voice uh, throughout history because... Most of the album evolves around, uh, especially the witch hunt that we had in Europe. Um, so this is also a form of catch-up, you know. So there is this um, this line throughout most of the songs that they actually hang together in some way. Fantastic, fantastic. And then uh, let's see, uh, the end of times. The end of times, yeah. That song uh, was the song that we we just uh, released, uh, yeah, not that long ago actually. And uh, the end of times is actually about the the apocalypse, you know, um, because the term the end of times is uh, mostly used. Uh, for example, in in the Bible, it's it's used, uh, or you you can say it, it's a thing that that. Uh, it's it's a term that relates to to the times preceding the end of life on Earth, you know, according right. to different kinds of man-made religions. Uh, so it marks uh, a time or an occurrence of a divine retribution where the world will receive its judgment, you know. 
and in this song uh, the world is seen uh, through the eyes uh, of, of Lilith so this is actually just our way to try to put put a sound to to the apocalypse I mean if we were asked uh, to create the sound to the apocalypse this would be it <laughs> perfect perfect yeah um, let's see uh, echoes from uh, let's see uh, Fulja yes exactly um, Echoes from Fulda takes place in uh, the German town, Fulda, okay. <laughs> as, uh, as you can hear. Uh, and it evolves around uh, the witch Murga Bien. Uh, and this witch, or she was called a witch, she wasn't a witch, but of course she was called a witch back in the days. She was accused by a man, uh, a bishop, I think he was uh, back in the days. He accused her for being a witch because she stuck out, you know, and uh, he also accused her for being uh, pregnant with the devil himself. So she were cremated at the stake, and while she was, uh, or after she were cremated, they found out that she was actually not uh, pregnant. But this Balthasar from Danbach, he were a malicious, so to say, a little prick. <laughs> who uh, stood in front of many of these witch burnings and fooled that back then. So this is uh, the story about what happened back then, you know. And then I put on, put in the element uh, of Lilith that she will come back and, you know, uh, take her revenge over him and give this murder, uh, being as the woman's name was, uh, a voice because she never had a voice Fantastic, fantastic. And then the next track, uh, Death uh, Followed Like a Plague. Yeah. Uh, Death Followed Like a Plague is actually about uh, the very first woman ever condemned for um, witchcraft in Ireland in 1324, I think it was. Yeah, it must be. It was in 1324. She was supposed to be the first woman ever accused for being a witch. Um, and the whole thing uh, started because she was married like four times. That's why I sing in the song that she's a serial monogamist because she were married, you know, several times. And uh, it was not that well seen back in the days that you had that many husbands. So uh, right before her fourth uh, husband died, the family turned against uh, this woman. Her name was Alice Kudla. And... Um, uh, they accused her for being a witch because right before her fourth husband died, he changed his will to her fortune uh, or to her benefit. <coughs> so the family figured, okay, she must be a witch because all her other husband died as well. Right. But it was in a time of plague, you know, so that was maybe the reason. But she, she were one of the first women accused for, for being a witch and she was almost executed, but somehow... Uh, she didn't come to that point and then she was actually just written out of history uh, so to say so um, that story evolves around her okay very interesting uh, and then the next track Enslaved yeah Enslaved is uh, pretty much about how society is set up nowadays and always have been you know and I was actually pretty much inspired in that song uh, during the pandemic that we were uh, that we are much more enslaved by society than we can even comprehend. So yeah, that's basically what that song is about. 
Excellent, excellent. And then, uh, let's see, uh, In the Land of Rain and Sorrow. It's a little bit the, the same uh, concept, actually, but here, uh, that song is more dedicated to, to the people who are not seen and heard in our society constellation. Um, people who have mental illness, for example, they people look down on them because they are maybe not, uh, they don't have the, the abilities uh, to, to work, for example, and then people look down on them. And, you know, all the people that, that uh, I don't know how, how to put it, you know, but all the the weaker people, the, the people who, who need an extra hand, the way that the society treats them, treat them like they are just animals and that they have no value in, in this world, that is pretty much what the song is dedicated to and how wrong the society handle people who actually need this extra help. Sure. So again, yeah, it's a, it's a point out uh, to how our society is built up and how we deal with, with people who need help and people who, yeah, who are in need. Fantastic. Um, uh, let's see, and then the last track, uh, Into the Mist of Memories. Yeah, that is uh, the end song of the album, and that is uh, actually, is again, about Lilith and from her point of view, and that now she she's back in the world. She's here to, to give all the people or women uh, most in, in general a voice who, who never had a voice uh, through time so that is that is a warning um, and about how I want to to take all these sinners with me and make them disappear into the mist of memory you know I think I hear your your doggies there that's, uh, <laughs> what, what, what'd you say sorry I said I think I can hear your dog barking I think or somebody's dog's barking uh, I think it's I think it's outside. <laughs> That's funny. Um, now, look, this record's fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit about the recording process for it? Yes, I can. And again, I could talk days about all these tracks, but I really tried to make it short. Oh, no, it was great. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's exactly what I wanted. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the uh, writing process for it. The, the, the writing process? Uh, yeah, for the record, yeah. Sorry, you, you disappeared a little bit. I think my computer or the connection is a little bit fucked up. Is that better? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, perfect. Can so, you give me the question again? Oh, I was just going to say, can you talk about the writing process for the record? like And then recording. Yes. Um, the writing process of this whole album, as you maybe already got, it, it was a very, very long process because... First of all, we had obstacles in the beginning when we started to create this album and we needed the right setup uh, in the band. And uh, then out of a sudden, uh, a pandemic came in and uh, then we signed a record deal with uh, Napalm Records. Uh, and all these things uh, just made huge delays on everything. Um, and because we actually had so much time to this album, we actually changed um, the songs and, and our ideas uh, many times uh, during this whole process because I think it's just the way it is with, with creativity you know you you have an idea and then it's totally chaotic and then you come up with new ideas and then you just throw it in there and then it's a mess and out of a sudden you you have a result of all that um, but basically when when we write songs or when we start to work on, on tracks uh, like we did on, on this album it starts out with 
mostly that my guitarists they uh, come up with a song or riff you know and uh, out from from that riff I, I i get certain feelings because i i tend to think in pictures and and when i listen to the tracks i get a lot of feelings and out from that feelings there comes a lot of pictures in my head and then i just start to write you know or else it's the other way around that i write a story and then my guitarists they build up a track that fits to that story you know so to say sure and and um, what we do when the tracks are done when it comes to lyrics and when it comes to uh, drums and guitars then we have uh, uh, an extra session member uh, Lars Winter I like to call him session member he's actually not a part of the band uh-huh. but uh, he, he's a very good friend of ours and he's the one that, that we use to uh, to compose all these uh, symphonic parts so that is this extra layer of detail of, of detail and it's the extra layer of depth uh, in in the song so um and uh, yeah so our whole uh, composition uh, composing process really takes time because there are so many elements to it you know so uh, yeah it's pure chaos but i i guess that's the way art has to be <laughs> Hey, it's. It, I mean, it really works on this. Um, and then another question I had for you: what, This cover is very interesting. Uh, can you tell us about the cover for the uh, for the album? Uh, yes, I can. Uh, first of all, it's uh, it's Peter Salai uh, from Mark Paint Graphics uh, who made uh, this this amazing cover art. I'm very satisfied with it. Uh, it's awesome. Instantly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm really satisfied with it. Uh, and the good thing is that uh, Peter, uh, he, out of a sudden, I mean, I told him about the themes and I told him uh, about how I write, you know, and he instantly just got it, you know. So he came up with, with an idea and, and I said, yes, let's try to go along with that. And out from that, uh, the result came. And um, I was just re- really satisfied with, with this whole layout and the whole uh, artwork because that picture is pretty much the whole album pressed down to one picture you know <laughs> it's very very cool is that you on the cover uh, it's not me but it represents uh, lilith you know that she's held down by by, okay. uh, by society or humanity or whatever you know and then out from, from the chest you see her evil side comes out because now she's ready to break free it's very cool um uh, Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, have you guys been doing shows, or is anything you have coming up you'd like to talk about, like show-wise, over in Europe or anything? Yeah, I mean, we had a good thing going on uh, before the pandemic came out that we, yeah, we we were on the road, but then out of a sudden, I said the pandemic came and we were doing nothing for two years when it came to shows. Um, we recently, or recently, actually, it's a few months ago now, we we had a show in Copenhagen and. Uh, Regarding this upcoming album release, I'm hoping that we are starting out with the, with a European tour in the beginning of next year. But uh, I can actually not tell so much about it yet because I am in the middle of landing a deal with a new um, a booking agency because we, we had to change our booking agency during the wave. Uh-huh. Uh, because right now uh, it's after it's uh, post pandemic so all the bands around the world they want to get out there you know so mostly all of the tour spots are already taken uh, so it's pretty hard to, to set something up uh, right now and uh, but yeah uh, the plan is to uh, to tour after this release but I, I think it will be around um, beginning next year hopefully 
Well, fantastic. Well, guys, defacing God's uh, debut album, The Resurrection of Lilith, is going to be available September 2nd on Napalm Records. Sandy, thank you so much for doing this. I hope we can do it again sometime. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. It was my pleasure. And uh, of course. Thank you so much for doing this today. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. This is the first actual interview. I've been doing interviews for seven years. But this is the first uh, artist we've had from uh, Napalm come on, so that's really cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah, okay. But yeah, just let me know another time. I'm glad to do it again. So, uh, But yeah, thank you for having me, and, uh, and take care. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm.